0: Welcome to A Day of Prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me.
1: Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. You're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today and we thank you for the wonderful weather that you've blessed us with, Lord. We thank you for taking care of the plants and the animals, Lord, and for taking care of us, your children, Lord, that you reign on the just and the unjust, Lord, and that you always look out for our welfare, Lord, and you have our best interest at heart. We ask you to guide us through this devotional this morning, Lord, and reveal to us your word, Lord, and your character. That way we're able to... Become more and more like your Son, Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior and the pattern. We thank you for all those things, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In
0: Jesus' amen. name, amen. And amen. amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us and excited to get into the Word together, being led by the Holy Spirit, and, and of course, with each and every one of you. So this morning, we are in the book of Hebrews, chapter 9. And we're going to cover the first 10 verses so could i get a volunteer to read that section of scripture please i will all right charles then indeed even the first covenant had ordinance of ordinances
2: of divine service and the earthly sanctuary for a tabernacle was prepared the first part in which was the lampstand the table and the showbread which is called a sanctuary and behind the second veil the first of the the part of the tabernacle which is called the holiest of all which had the golden censer and the Ark of the Covenant overlaid on all sites with gold, and which were the golden pot that had the manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets of the covenant. And above it were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. Now when these things had been thus prepared, the priest always went into the first part of the tabernacle performing the services. But into the second part the high priest went alone once a year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was still standing. It was symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered, which cannot make him who performed the service perfect in regard to the conscience, concerned only with foods and drinks, various washings and fleshly ordinances imposed until a time of reformation.
0: Hmm. Amen. All right, there is a lot in here. So we're going to open the floor up as is our custom and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you might have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla?
1: So the first thing that I'd like to draw our attention to, um, talking about the tabernacle and there being a divine order of how things were carried out, That is an important statement because I know today and some of the people that I've spoken to, they thought that because the first covenant was done away with and there's a new covenant that we don't have to submit ourselves to the um, leadership of the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we don't have to follow the same rules that, you know, other people have to follow like angels or the priest at this time, which is what Paul is directly referencing at this moment, but that simply not true. To be part of the Lord's service and to be part of his family, there is a divine structure and a divine order that has to be followed. Just like in the family structure, if you have parents and the parents have kids, one of the one of the children decides they're not going to follow the rules of the house and they live, you know, following the rules of somebody else's house, then that one child that chooses not to abide by the rules isn't technically an active part of the family yes they have the biological ties and the blood and whatnot but as far as in um, constant relationship goes they are alienated from the parents and the rest of the siblings who choose to abide by the law the same thing happens with us we are saved and we do become sons and daughters when we um, accept the Lord Jesus as our as our Lord and Savior and we confess our sins to him but there's always that opportunity to take that relationship a step further And what I mean by that is this, you have intimate communication with the Lord. You're always seeking him. You're always asking for his point of view and his perspective concerning anything and everything. And you're willing to walk in whatever judgment he passes and tells you to do. Those are close to the Lord versus the person that just lives, um, not quite sure what the word, I can't right remember the word that I'm thinking of right now, but they are uh, have a passive relationship with the Lord. Yes, they make it to heaven, but they don't have that close intimacy that they could have. So back tying this back to um, what Paul is saying here in Hebrews about the divine service, because the Lord Jesus was perfect in all that he did, he represented that, that high priest, the one who could, only one could go, into the holiest of holies on the day of atonement and he had to be without sin so we see that perfect communion between the son and the father the son was spotless in all that he did and he was able to come into the holiest of holies and offer his put his blood on the mercy seat so that we would have remissions for sins and that was within the divine order back to that again that the lord and paul was talking about here in the beginning of chapter nine there was a divine order and a specific sequence that things needed to be carried out in. Yes, in the earthly temple, but more importantly, in the heavenly, in the spiritual realm, there was specific steps that needed to be completed and needed to be followed in a specific order for everything to go the way it was supposed to. So as we go throughout our day, to maximize and be able to enjoy the full benefit of being God's son or daughter, we need to fulfill everything that God tells us in the exact divine order, because that's what the Lord asked us to. And if Jesus was able to do it, since Jesus was able to do it, we're able to do it as well. But that means we have to submit ourselves to the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. We can't do our own thing.
0: Hmm. Bring up a lot of great points there, Layla. Um, I'll say we should remember this right when moses received the instructions on building the tabernacle or the the tent of meeting right he was told very plainly by the lord be sure that you make an exact replica or a copy of what already exists in the heavenlies right Yes. yes It is a representation of what is already there. And and I love how uh, in this, the Lord through the Apostle Paul is going all the way back to, uh, I'll say, this part as a beginning of, hey, this is a copy of what already exists. And so if it's a copy, as you were saying, the divine order and structure already exists and it is to be not acted but carried out in the same manner of how we carry out the command of the Lord in the heavenly realms. Yes, While we were part of the heavenly community, now we're here on earth to make our choice because this is the choosing ground of who we will serve, which kingdom we did we choose, the God and his kingdom or the devil in his kingdom. and whichever one we decide determines where we will go when our time here on on the earth on the choosing ground is complete. Yes, dude Will we re-enter the heavenly community or spend an eternity in hell? So here Paul is saying, look, this is this example that was given to us, so we can understand. And I love how he even brings out in verse 5, he said, of these things, right, of the copy, the type and the shadow, if you will, of what already exists, or not type and shadow, but copy of what already exists in the heavenly realms, we can't even speak now of it in great detail. It does not remain here right now yes at this point they still had the temple the second temple Mm -hmm. but it was said of the second temple that that those that were building it of those that were building the second temple that many wept some the younger generation wept because they had again this representation of what existed in the in the heavenly realms And they were pleased with it But those that were around To see the first temple The older generations Wept because the new Temple or the second temple Did not Look or feel The same It did not carry the same Glory and weight of the Lord In it So So there's something in there for us to understand How right, we, we don't have it yet Right? Yes As it was even in Moses' time Nor do we have it yet Because we have not re-entered the heavenly community So he's he goes all the way back to this This symbol Again a copy of what already exists in the heavenly realms And he's saying Here on earth, there there was limitations in that, but it was there to teach us and used as a a sign, if you will, pointing towards Christ. So understanding that is, uh, is key in this, because remember Christ is making, or Christ, the Lord through Paul is making this point so they can put their faith in the Lord, not in the temple. Right, But he's pointing in all of this to Christ, the foundation of their faith from the beginning. And again, if, if you listen to the episodes or series we did on the Lord's house in, the, in our morning Bible study, mm-hmm. you will see how every aspect and part of the tabernacle and its furnishings all pointed to, to jesus yes dad further establishing him or pointing to him as the author and finisher of our faith Hmm. and the foundation
2: i enjoyed what you said dad and as you were speaking you mentioned that this is still in the time of the temple the temple is still up and running meaning that they're still offering sacrifices and stuff like that and i know we talked about in previous episodes how the lord is transitioning them from placing their hope inside of the temple itself into what the temple was supposed to represent it was supposed to represent god which we see inside of revelation that there was no temple for god dwelt with man there Uh um and i would like to and this is before we read the scriptures i would like to point out that he's also starting to come lead them away the lord is starting to lead away the people from all but worshiping the high priest and because they're the ones who were able to go in and that's who they held in such high esteem so i would like to take us first to um acts 23 and i'll start at verse 2 and the high priest ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth then paul ans- then paul said to him god will strike you you whitewashed wall for you sit to judge me according to the law and do you command me to be struck contrary to the law and those who stood by said do you revile god's high priest And then we'll go, Um, this is John 18, and I'll just read verse 22. And when he had said these things, one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest like that? So what we see here is that the people, um, it appears as though they weren't necessarily concerned with the truth of the matter, but with the position that it held. Mm-hmm. Meaning that the high priests were all but excused from having to hold the law because they were the high priest, and as such, they were given more um, power by the people, more esteem. But what we see here is that the Lord is pointing out to, pointing to the fact that these were still just men; mm-hmm. they weren't any better off or worse off than anybody else. Mm-hmm. They were just uh, the line of Aaron, and as such, they were high priest. Mm-hmm. And also, what we see here, and I know we talked about this previously, is that he's also making the comparison about how Jesus didn't have to offer the sacrifice for himself. Mm -hmm. He wasn't sprinkling his own blood on the mercy seat because he needed it. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else is going to get something out of that. That's not the reason he went in there. He was there solely because that's what the Lord asked him to do. He Mm -hmm. wasn't there for any alternative motives. um, of I want to make sure I get to heaven. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this for you guys. Mm -hmm. That's not how it worked. He was solely there for our sakes and understanding that because It's easy as humans to believe that somebody's doing something for themselves, that the reasons for acting in such a way are purely because of what they want to do. But we have to understand that Jesus is not like that, nor is the Godhead. He's not doing any of the things that he has done and helping us return to the heavenly community, as you said, Dad, because it's what he wants to do, meaning that he's getting something out of it. We're solely the ones who benefit from it. Mm Mm-hmm. So once we understand that, he's also saying forget about what was the physical part of it and what you could lay your hands on and touch because that's also something that was, as humans that we rely on, we like to touch things and see it and feel it, to believe it is real. But he's saying don't get caught up on the fact that it's physical because what is physical is all going to pass away, as we know that Um, Paul said inside of Second Corinthians, first corinthians 13 i believe where he says all things will pass away but only faith hope and love will remain which is what makes up god he's all those things and he's the only thing that will remain consistent inside of everything so once we understand that we'll be able to move forward inside of what he what he god has for us and then also as we're considering this and as you said dad that while the lord is um giving them the option to bring, allowing us to be on this earth so that way we can choose. He's essentially giving us the option to make our choice. He didn't have to do such. But what we also have to understand is that while he is um, describing all these things, the Lord was revealing to me that you brought up the second temple, Dad, right? Yes. And you said that the people had wept because it wasn't as good as the temple Solomon had built. Some of them some of them who Mm -hmm. had seen the first temple wept Mm -hmm. because it wasn't as good as the first one Mm -hmm. so the lord is also coming back to the fact that you guys have been caught up on this you don't even have the original the original copy of what i shown like with moses with the tabernacle he was shown directly what he was supposed to do whereas for solomon he was not
0: well david was who yes is the one that actually wrote out the plans Yes. And said, this is how it needs to be built. So the Lord showed that and gave that to David as well. Now. Yes. I love that you brought this up, the physical aspects. And you, you actually brought it up multiple times where it says about the service performed by the high priests. Right. It was limited. Cannot. Or this is in verse nine. the Of the sacrifice offered which cannot make him who performed the service perfect in regard to conscience where's the conscience located in the mind which is what the soul okay so we are spirit soul and body right yes but now christ came and is our great high priest but he also is and was and is our sacrificial lamb right yes a lot of those things are are outwardly right as far as looking at the physical aspect of it. Our flesh is outwardly. But Christ, through his sacrifice, and through his ministry, took care of what?
1: Spirit, soul, and body.
0: Spirit, soul, and body. And actually, is the thing that he has asked of us throughout the entirety of scripture, and the entirety of your life for you, right? Paul writes it in this way in Thessalonians that your spirit, soul, and body would be made blameless, right? What does the Lord say? These people honor me with their lips, so outwardly, right? Yes. But then he says their heart is far from me. So understanding those things, Christ is the only one that could purify us all the way through spirit, soul, and body. No sacrificed animal, cattle, whatever you want to call it, right? lambs and goats and bullocks and the rest of it could do that thing. Only the blood of Christ.
1: Yes, dad. Yes. So
0: let's understand that. So I that. Why he writes it symbolic. Okay. All of that, whether it's the temple, whether it's the, the actions, the sacrifices, all of it is there to point us or direct us to Jesus the Christ, the Messiah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, dude.
0: So, the faster we understand that and and allow the Holy Spirit to, to reveal those things to us or the Lord through Holy Spirit to reveal those things to us will help us in doing what this study and the Lord directed us to do here in the book of, as we examine the book of Hebrews, develop an unshakable faith. and the, But that faith can only be unshakable if it is founded on the Lord Jesus Christ. Not on the temple, not on the gold of the temple, not on any animals and their sacrifices. It has to be founded on our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Yes, Dad. Amen. Yes, Dan. All right. So there's a lot in there. We're going to pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla.
1: Lord, we thank you for today, Lord, and we thank you for the truth that you revealed to us, Lord, and your mercy and your compassion for us, Lord, so that we're able to be reunited with you, Lord, that we could be one just as you The Son and the Holy Spirit are one, Lord, that we can dwell in your presence, Lord, and that you can dwell in ours, Lord, without any separation, without any hindrance. We thank you for our time with our partners and listeners, Lord, and we ask that you bless them as they go on their way, Lord, that you continue to minister to them as they're at work or at school or doing whatever it is that you ask them to do, Lord. And we trust you to do these things, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
0: And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
1: Want to know more about A Day of Prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, a adayofprayer.org.
2: Click on Connect in the menu bar and complete the form.
1: Be sure to check the box that says Subscribe.